0: Welcome Welcome. to Common Sense Coalition Talk Radio, where you'll find straight talk from people with good old common sense. Yeah, good good old common sense. And now, for your host, he's putting sense back into nonsense. Absolute insanity.
1: Well, you can hear me
2: And I welcome you today to CSC Talk Radio. It is my honor, my privilege, and my pleasure to be here with you today. It's raining in uh, mid Missouri. It's raining pretty good. We've had a pretty good rain, and it was needed. We were driving somewhere from somewhere from over here to over there <laughs> over the weekend. And we noticed the corn crops were looking pretty bad. So I don't know if the rain's too late or not, but hopefully not. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. For such a time as this, most gracious Heavenly Father, we bow before you as a body of believers across this great land and even across the oceans. We come to you, Father, with grateful hearts for all the many blessings you have given us, for your grace which is amazing to us, your mercy which we do not deserve, and your love. You are such a loving, heavenly Father. Father, I know that uh, we're very undeserving, but we thank you for your sacrifice and for your constant open arms to take your children back home. Father, today we have concerns, and we pray for President Donald Trump for his safety we pray for his family and friends and associates. It seems that anyone's connected to him is now a target. That's not the way it should be. Now, Father, I pray for the January 6th victims and their families. I pray, Father, for the defeat of our enemies. May you once again set the table for us before our enemies. I pray for the removal of our enemies, for those who seek to do harm. And I pray for Americans and America. And, Father, I know that your heart is more concerned for the individual American than it is for America as a whole. And it is your people that have let this happen, this sin, these things that are so crazy going on. I pray, Father, as I was looking to your prayer, a prayer for you this morning, my, thought, my thoughts went to John 9, 4 through 5. As long as it is day, we must do the works of him who sent me. Night is coming when no one can work. While I am in the world, I am the light of the world. Abba, Father, may we again be your beacon unto the world this nation may it be a light that comes from you grant us your wisdom and courage remove the fears that plague us in this world father for we are already free and we are already victorious for the battle you want the victory is ours it is for such a time as this, in Jesus' name that I pray. Amen. Moving forward sometimes requires looking back. It would seem that most of most of Americans have some very short memories. I know I do. I have a short memory. Well, yesterday we were cleaning house. I was going through piles. Being true to the one who trained me, in fact, Derry Brownfield hired me to clean off his desk, and he had boxes of papers, and I was to clean it all out, pitch some, file the others, and I had to make up a new filing set si- Well, he, it was his filing system, numeric and alphabetic. It's It's complicated, but it ends up being the right way to do it. But papers were piled up everywhere. It was a large task, but I did it. However, it was a constant battle, and I laugh now about how I used to tell him, just make sure the week's papers are pitched or picked or picked up or something's done with them before the next week begins. Now, well, paper piles are everywhere in my office, and I was cleaning them up yesterday. We're talking boxes full, folks. In this business, you tend to save an article here and there because you want to read it or study it or you want to use it for something else. You want to go back to it later. You know how I love to glean from the wisdom of our founding fathers. And I believe that that is important. Thomas Paine lamented in the crisis, and that was back in December of 1776, These are the times that try men's souls. The summer soldier and the sunshine patriot will, in this crisis, shrink from the service of their country. But he that stands by it now... Deserves the love and thanks of man and woman. Tyranny like hell is not easily conquered, yet we have the consolation with us that the harder the conflict, the more glorious the triumph. (laughs) To say the conflict of our liberty was hard is an understatement. It's a great understatement. Who are we today, my fellow Americans? Are we just summer soldiers and sunshine patriots? Today, even as, I, as we speak, Americans are being persecuted and prosecuted for political opinions and choices. They're being censored. We're being censored. Will we just stand by and say, well, I'm sure they were guilty of something? Are we ignoring or making simple the horrendous fight and sacrifice for our independence? which our founding fathers made? Do we now lack any kind of respect or gratitude for those sacrifices, the blood that was shed? Do we not see the the great victory, the impossible? It was a miracle that they beat Great Britain, the king. Are we coffee shop loyalists? Talking politics but doing nothing. I fear that I fall into that category. What is there to fight for? I'm not talking about taking up arms either. I'm talking about outsmarting and outworking the enemies, for which there are many, and they have been well organized for a very long time. As it's all falling apart for the Americans who value freedom and liberty, it's all coming together for them, the enemy. To quote um, Brock Chrissom, To achieve world government, it is necessary to remove the minds of men, their individualism, loyalty to family traditions, national patriotism, and religious dogmas. So who was this man? Brock Chisholm? He was a Canadian psychiatrist, a medical practitioner, and World War I veteran. But more importantly, America, he was the very first director general of the World Health Organization. Promoting a one world order promoting socialism. Maybe we should realize just what a mess of communism and slavery we are in today in the United States of America. Maybe we should stop pretending and start defending. We pretend we own property. We pretend we make our own health decisions. We pretend that our children belong to us. We pretend that the United States of America is still the home of the free and the brave. We pretend we are sovereign, independent people and nation. But these things and others are no longer true. They own us in DC and they hate you and me. Let's stop pretending and start defending the land that we love for our children and their futures. Let's bring America home. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're headed into a commercial break and we will be right back. And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We made some changes. It started on Monday. And we're having a few little technical problems. So just be patient with us. I think we're about to get her all figured out. You know, you get something new, new equipment and stuff just happens. And so just takes a little time. And we apologize for the inconvenience. (laughs) Rudy says I sound like a chipmunk every now and then. And I said, well, maybe I should sing the chipmunk Christmas song. But anyway. We're just being funny about it, but hang in there with us, please. Uh, we are, are get, we're gonna get through it. We're gonna get through it. So I went through these old papers, and just to tell you how bad it was, some of these are coming from 2008, and some of them are coming from 2012 and 2016. This one must have been in 2008. And it was written by Derry Brownfield, and I hung on to it. It's later than you think is what he titled it. But in this, he was talking about, and this goes back to some of the complaints we had had in Donald Trump's election when he was elected, and in some of the other elections, you know, they were all upset about the Electoral College. But you see, they're only upset if it doesn't go their way. But in this election, and McCain was the candidate, therefore it would have been two thousand and eight. And Derry Brownfield was talking about the uh, square mileage of the electoral areas of what Barack Obama won and what John McCain won. So my my purpose in drawing your attention to this. Is that this complaint is still ongoing because they really, really want to get rid of the Electoral College. But the Electoral College is doing what it's supposed to do, even though it didn't work out with Barack Obama. I mean, with John McCain, it worked for Barack Obama. Barack Obama really won less mileage. I mean, yeah, per capita. And McCain won more. But you see, it was the rural areas. That McCain won. Now, we all know how I feel about John McCain. John McCain was no patriot. He was no hero to the Constitution of the United States. He did not stand for that. And he was involved with spreading the dossier against Donald Trump before he passed away. But I'm just sharing this with you because it's the same old, same old. But at that point in time, The Electoral College went to Barack Obama, even though he didn't necessarily get the most coverage of area vote. Now, this other one that I have here is titled Full Speed Ahead. And it, too, was back in the day. He says... He says, I was in a radio station once. Now, bear with me. You know, ladies, I don't like to use foul language. He said, I was in a radio station once that had a sign over the control board that said, and I'm going to use darn, darn the listener full spade ahead. He said, that seems to be the attitude of most of our political leaders taking take towards you and me as citizens of the United States. And he goes into this article, and it's very short. But he goes into how many, 99% disagreed that Bush's policy of proceeding without the approval of Congress or the voters. And that had to do with the American Union, the North American Union that they wanted to push. 97% supported defending the U.S.-Mexican border rather than eliminating it. 98% said that NAFTA, the superhighway, should be rejected. The cost of welfare benefits for Mexicans and 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 Canadians was a concern to 98% of the Americans. He goes on, he says, he said, when you ask whether Congress should overturn Social Security totalization agreement between the United States and Mexico, 99% said yes. And he said there was 32% that were polled that didn't even know what it was. And it was signed in 2004. His point is, Ninety-eight to ninety percent of the American people agreed on these issues. Why did John McCain get on a bandwagon and do what you and I, and why didn't he get on the bandwagon and do what you and I want? Both candidates, McCain and Barack Obama, were more concerned about transforming the United States into a socialized nation than cleaning up the mess the last several decades had produced. And his ending there was kind of the top of the what he saw going into that studio. So we go back several years here, but it goes back much, much farther than that. That WHO, that first guy that was when the, I don't know what year that was, but that was a long time ago when that was established. And he was a World War One vet. So how long America... Have we been being ruled by these tyrants? This is an article that goes back to 2016. I really, bear with me, because I think these things are so important. We have to look back in order to move forward. They want you to forget the past. They want you to forget whatever they said back then. It's what I say today. I mean, we see that. They're just lying to us at every angle. They think we don't see. That's why they don't want you to see the film footage footage of what happened on January 6th. Because, see, then you would see that they are lying to you. We know that they lied to impeach Donald Trump twice. And now they're going to go after him again, and I have a current article about that. This is written by a David Spurrier. I don't know who he is um, or where I got this. I did a bad job of putting it down. I've got a feeling it's from, uh, I don't know. I, I just don't know. I thinking it may have been from um, uh, the American, American, uh, uh, not the American Minute, but um, I'm trying to think what the name is. uh Anyway, I'll think of it in here a second. But he says Donald Trump has exposed the new world order. Now, this is before Donald Trump won the 2016 uh, campaign nomination. He said, "I was a conservative talk radio junkie, morning, noon, and night. I even starting." listening to Morning in America with Bill Bennett, and then I needed something for the morning slot, and Bill was once in the the Reagan administration. Quite frankly, the show is nothing more than a parade of neocons trying to sound intellectual. It's about as engaging as a bowl of dry cereal. Now, this is a radio junkie, a talk show junkie. Something odd happened, he said, when Donald Trump began running over their anointed candidates. The talkers all began exposing themselves for who they truly are, globalists. None of them really want a sealed southern border. They more or less want laws in place and a pathway to citizenship, and you really can't round up 11 million people. How is that different from Hillary Clinton? Well, it isn't. On trade, none of these people aligned with Trump. Now, this one, because you know how I am. I like to hear him, but I don't always agree with him. He said, Mark Levin. Now, this would have been in 2015, and that was before I was really listening to him much. Or 2016. The grading one, he calls him, because you know, Hannity always calls him the great one. He said repeatedly, repeatedly. That Donald's tariffs would cause a depression. Yeah, that's what he said. I didn't hear this. So this this is a revelation for me. Although I know Mark Levin pushes some things that I wouldn't push. He says, notwithstanding the one we are currently in that has been glossed over by the media, need proof? Visit any local food pantry. Even with record food stamp allocations, people still don't have enough to eat. Levin would rather protect foreign countries than allow strong manufacturing jobs to return to places like Detroit and Pittsburgh. Have you ever noticed that? They don't talk about all the people we have on welfare. Oh, once in a while they'll throw it out there. But that's not the focus. And... America, we have lost our focus. Is it about Ukraine? Or is it about the American people who are starving? The babies who can't get baby formula? The many shelves that are empty in our, in our stores? Yet, they push globalism. He goes on and talks about NATO and all those too, and how the conservatives are okay with that. So, he mentions in here, and I know I, don't, I, know I didn't read this before because I didn't have any red marks on it. I just saved it. But he talked about the Uniparty. Oh, there's two sides, but they have the same goals. That's scary, my friends. But we can see it right now as they go after Donald Trump. You're listening to CSC Talk Radio. We'll be right back.
1: Oh, beautiful for spacious skies, for amber waves of grain, for companies that stay with us through thick and thin and pain. Join us as we celebrate the companies who support this nation, support CSC Talk Radio. Our All-American Market page hosts companies who are now affiliates and sponsors of CSC Talk Radio, My Pillow. McCall's Candles, Liberty Tabletop, and there's more to come. Whether you contact them via website or by phone, you have to use the promo code Bethann. These companies have endured the economic storms of bad trade policies and U.S. regulations, and they have earned your business. They take pride in their products. So visit the new webpage, CSCTalkRadio.com, and click on the All-American Market button. That's CSCTalkRadio.com, All-American Market button. And always use the promo code, Bethann.
0: Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, the inventor of My Pillow. For the longest time, I've wanted to come out with the world's most comfortable bed sheets. But up until now, I haven't been able to find anything that held up to my high standards. I have finally found the best cotton in the world in a region where the Sahara Desert, the Nile River and the Mediterranean Sea all come together to create the ideal weather conditions for growing cotton. My new Giza Dream bed sheets are made with this long staple cotton and I guarantee they'll be the most comfortable sheets you'll ever own.
1: There's nothing wrong with global communication. public use without just compensation. However, global governance says private ownership of land contributes to social injustice. Public control of land use is indispensable. Learn more now. A short course in global governance is only 750. Visit our online store at csctalkradio.com or send 750 to P.O. Box 73, California, Missouri 65018 for your a short course in global governance.
2: And we have returned to listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We're going to come back to the current day. We've been looking at articles from the past, and I'm going to get back to that. But we're going to look at what's going on right now. Now, Julie Kelly, if you are listening to me, and you know I follow American Greatness, and she is a writer for American Greatness, and yesterday I promoted, I asked you to go to Newsmax and uh, Newsmax.com and figure out how to... Order the DVD, The Plot Against the President. It will scare you to death. It's stuff that already happened. The things that they have done and all came out of the intelligence department of the United States, of which the FBI is a part of. And if your memory goes back, you remember when Hillary Clinton walked off with a boxes of FBI files. And now we see where the FBI is. Now, I don't know, but I can't get it off my mind. And now this same FBI is going after Trump for walking out with boxes that they claim had high security in it. They're after the man because he's so popular. And if he runs, he's going to win. Why is he going to win? Because people are hungry in America. They're hungry for food. They're hungry for liberty. They're hungry for freedom. Jobs. That's why. They're hungry for America to do good. We're not hungry to help some other foreign country and to have our sons and daughters go there and lose their lives and their limbs. We have some great organizations taking care of our vets. That shouldn't be necessary. We should be able to take care of our vets, but our Congress is spending our money everywhere else. So Julie Kelly has followed the January sixth stuff very religiously, and she is on that, and her another woman that have done the same thing. They've taken it on that they are, they are heroes, heroines. They are fighters. They are true journalists. So when Hannity tells you journalism is dead, you go, oh, wait a minute, we have Julie Kelly. The plot against the president. Well, this kind of upset me. But I think she probably knows what she's talking about. But America, we can change this. She goes, it's inevitable. Trump will be indicted. Americans should prepare for the spectacle of Donald Trump pleading not guilty to charges brought by the Biden Justice Department. Now, let me tell you right now, this Biden Justice Department is actually Obama's Justice Department. These are the ones he had in place. These are the ones Biden put back in place. And Garrett, um, Garland is the, uh, I call him the possum man because he looks like a possum. He's the one. That Obama wanted to put in the Supreme Court. That's the only thing good I can say McConnell did. Is he kept that from happening. But probably not for the right reasons. She goes, a few days after the federal agent stormed Donald Trump's castle in Palm Beach last week, Judge Beryl Howell, Beryl Howell berated a man from Georgia for his involvement in the Capitol protest on January 6th. Listening without question to political rhetoric that leads to serious offenses, criminal conduct is not an excuse when you're standing in court of law, she told this guy. His name was Glenn Simon. You've got to use your common sense and your own sense of who you are and how you'd like to conduct yourself as an American citizen before you blindly, before just blindly doing what a political figure says. So who is that political figure? Donald Trump. And so she gave this guy a sentence of eight months in prison for trespassing on the Capitol, the People's House. Or is it the Temple of Democracy? She is an Obama appointee, and she makes no pretense of being partisan she is proud of it she doesn't try to hide it she speaks out against donald trump all the time and uh she urged the government to set the damages to the Capitol to 500 million dollars rather than the accurate figure of 1.4 million dollars of the damages done on the lawn in the building when they did break windows they did some things they should not have done i am not defending that But I do question who the leaders were, and I do think those who participated should be punished. Not with lifetime in prison, though. She mocked the Representative Andrew Clyde from Georgia for saying the video footage from inside the Capitol January 6th looks like a normal tourist visit. There's some of the video footage. They don't want you to see it. It's just, they're just looking around. They're just looking up and looking around. They just, they just walked into the building and they, they wanted to see their capital, their house, but no. She goes on and she explains and she says they are salivating at the chance to arraign Donald Trump and they are. That's what they're after. Whether they found anything when they hauled that stuff out and they hauled out more than they were supposed to. They took his passports. They took others' personal stuff. What did they plant? We need to know. But will we ever know? She, in this article, she talks about who these people are and that they were appointed, these judges, these prosecutors. But these judges were appointed by Obama. They're doing Obama's bidding. Even the ones in... He talks about the, she talks about the FBI director, Christopher Wray. His stunt there at Mar-a-Lago is a part of a, creating the optical illusion that Donald Trump is guilty of a number of crimes relating to January 6th. Today is the primary in Wyoming. Today, Liz Cheney will lose her seat. But she'll still be on that committee with nothing to lose. She can do all kinds of dastardly deeds, speak all kinds of filthy lies, which is all this committee has been about. It's not been about justice because only one side is being heard, and that is not justice. So it scares me to think this might happen. But what we have here is no longer a separation of powers. Which brings me to Chris Ann Hall. (laughs) Chris Ann Hall, I don't know when she wrote this. I saved a lot of her things. Uh, She is wise. I don't know if you know her. She is a constitutional lawyer. And she got fired from a job years ago for teaching the Constitution. So don't feel so good that we have a country full of lawyers. Because they ain't fighting for us. Mark Levin is a lawyer. A constitutional lawyer. Where is he that he's not taking care of these people in jail on January 6th? Where are all those attorneys, those judges, those rulers that are supposed to be for liberty and justice for all? Well, only if you agree with them. Chris Ann Hall. I admire this woman so much, and she is a veteran, and she was a wounded vet. She says, today's point two to ponder. Why Supreme Court opinions are not law, are not supreme over the states of all Supreme Court opinions are completely limited by the Supreme, by the Constitution. Supreme Court, we like to say it's the law of the land, but it's not. It's the opinion of the land. And she explains that. And she talks about the separation of powers. She quotes some of the founding fathers. I'm going to share this with you when we come back. And then tomorrow, because I'm not going to get time. Ladies, tomorrow, I'm going to share some American heroines with you. And I think you're going to love it. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. We'll be right back.
3: Call our toll-free number, 888-316-2224.
2: Mike Lindell and MyPillow are offering a BOGO extravaganza on multiple MyPillow products. Now's the time to join the millions of Americans who have changed the quality of their sleep with MyPillow. Right now, take advantage of Mike's buy-one-get-one-free pricing on MyPillow's bed sheets, Giza Elegance MyPillows, six-piece towel set, and Roll and Go Anywhere MyPillows, and so much more. Just go to the Radio Listener Specials page at MyPillow.com and use promo code BETHANN or call one 800 978 Don't miss Abby Johnson as she delivers a message of life in Springfield, Missouri for Vitae Foundation's annual pro-life event on Friday, August 26th at the White River Conference Center in Springfield, Missouri. Abby is the author of the national best-selling book and movie adaptation, Unplanned, which tells the story of her powerful conversion from abortion clinic director to an outspoken pro-life advocate. Abby believes in the work of Vitae Foundation as they utilize digital marketing strategies to connect abortion-determined women with life-saving resources at local pregnancy help centers. Reserve your seat today by going to adsforlife.org. Again, that's Abby Johnson on August 26th in Springfield, Missouri. Before this event sells out, register today at adsforlife.org. And we have returned. You're listening to CSE Talk Radio. This is Beth Ann. Why Supreme Court Opinions Are Not Law. And this is by um, Chris Ann Hall. She is a constitutional expert. She has studied. I love to hear her talk, but you got to listen really fast. Because she goes through the stuff really fast. She's written several books. You can go look at her stuff online i'm not necessarily pushing it other than i think it's important that we educate ourselves and if we know what our rights are if we know what the grievances were of our founding fathers and what the rights were we are the ones that are supposed to be governing and our founding father set this up this separation of powers but my friends they're no longer separated We can see that with this FBI doing the bidding and the DOJ DOJ doing the bidding of the Democrat Party. And some of the Republicans just sitting back and watching it happen. She says, the powers not delegated to the federal government are reserved to the states, respectively, or to the people. That is the Tenth Amendment. So if we know our Bill of Rights, we have some power, my friends. She says the 10th Amendment of the Constitution makes it very clear. If a power is not specifically delegated to the federal government as a power, that is reserved to the states. Power that has not been specifically delegated to the federal government are not powers the federal government can lawfully exercise. Number two, she says, the laws of the United States which shall be made in pursuance thereof, shall be the supreme law of the land. That is Article 6, Section 2 of the Constitution. Only laws created by the federal government that are made pursuant to the constitutionally enumerated powers are the supreme law of the land. When a power has not been specifically delegated by the Constitution to the federal government, Any law created by Congress, any executive order created by the executive branch exercising the power has no force of binding power over the states. It is not the supreme law of the land. So when Biden says you can own no guns, it's unlawful. He cannot do that. She goes on and she says Alexander Hamilton clarifies this point in the Federalist Number 78. No law, therefore, contrary to the Constitution, can be valid. This drafter's explanation of Article 6, Section 2 proves that any law made by Congress that is inconsistent with the Constitution, in this case outside delegated power, is an invalid law, not binding unto upon the the states. All legislative powers herein, granted, shall be vested in a Congress of the United States. The Supreme Court opinions cannot be law of the land. The writing of law is a power exclusively held by Congress. <laughs> Court opinion cannot be law without violating the express limits, separation of powers, established by the Constitution. A violation of separation of powers is a per se violation of the Constitution which re- renders the court opinion invalid. Violation of separation of powers were of the utmost concern to the drafters of the Constitution. James Madison explains in quoting Montague, Spirit of Laws, in the Federalist Number 47, There can be no liberty where the legislative and executive powers are united in the same person or body of magistrates. What kind of a judge was it that just let the FBI go into Donald Trump's house? He was a magistrate judge. Or if the power of judging be not separated from the legislative and executive powers. Again, she says... There is no liberty if the judiciary power be not separated from the legislative and the executive. Were it joined with legislative, the life and liberty of subject would be exposed arbitrary control. For the judge would be then the legislator. Were it joined to the executive power, the judge might behave with violence and oppression. He might just let... The intelligence agency raid a president's home. The judicial power shall extend to all cases in law and equity, rising under the Constitution, the laws of the United States and treaties made or which shall be made under their authority. That's Article 3, Section 2, Section 1. The power of the Supreme Court is limited to matters arising under this Constitution the laws of the united states and treaties made under their authority if a power is not specifically delegated it is no it is not a matter over which the supreme court has jurisdiction let me say that again if a power is not specifically delegated that goes back to your bill of rights it is not a matter over which the supreme court has jurisdiction All they can do is render an opinion of the law that exists. My opinion was the Supreme Court was to have an opinion. They were just to figure out whether this law was constitutional or unconstitutional. She goes, therefore, the Supreme Court opinion regarding state land, environment, education, and firearms, etc., are not binding upon the state's to claim otherwise violates both the 10th amendment and article 6 section 4 of the section 2 of the constitution the supreme court is not the arbiter of its own power or jurisdiction james madison explains in limitations of the power of the judiciary in his virginia assembly report of the 1800s If the decision of the judiciary be raised above the authority of the sovereign parties of the Constitution, states, dangerous powers, not delegated, may not only be usurped and executed by the other departments, but the judicial department also may exercise or sanction dangerous powers beyond the grant of the Constitution, consequently, the the ultimate right of the parties to the Constitution to judge whether the compact has been dangerously violated must extend to violation by one delegated authority as well as by the other, by the judiciary as well as by the executive or the legislature. Thomas Jefferson in 1812 said, The great object of fear is the federal judiciary that body like gravity ever acting the noiseless foot with noiseless foot and unalarming advance gaining ground step by step and holding with it gains it's engulfing insidiously the special governments into the jaws of what of that which feeds them government will become as venal and oppressive as the government from which we separated and that's where we are We are back, maybe even farther back than what our founding fathers separated us from. So we have to look back in order to move forward and bring America home.
4: CSC Talk Radio's goal is to bring America home. That includes you and your business. Radio is a powerful way to brand your company and increase your profits. Find out how to join CSC Talk Radio, help educate and activate America, and grow your business at the same time. Looking for new customers? Looking to have your business reaching out from sea to shining sea? Advertise with CSC Talk Radio. Believe in your product? Let Beth Ann be your personal spokesperson to properly brand your product and company. It's simple, easy, and affordable. Grow your business, grow common sense. And together we will bring America home. To be a part of CSC Talk Radio, call 573-796-2166. That's 573-796-2166. Or send an email to beth at csctalkradio.com.
5: Do we lack enthusiasm and understanding of the word liberty? Do we weep for liberty which we have lost? Or do we simply not understand the substance and sacrifice for which we were once privileged? Liberty. Webster defines liberty as the state of being free within society from oppressive restrictions imposed by authority on one's life, behavior, or political views. Today, we seem to want restrictions. Government micromanaging our lives? But do we realize the cost? Alexander Hamilton once stated,